Welcome to Work Well with Stephanie Wolf, brought to you by the Whole Food Health Coach LLC, where we make your goals our goals, and you're never alone on your wellness journey. Experience the information, inspiration, and collaboration of our Coaches in Your Corner partnership. My name is Stephanie Wolf. I'm a National Board Certified Health and Wellness Coach and proud owner of the Whole Food Health Coach, now in its eighth year, and four-time winner of the Best of Gwinnett Award. Together with certi- certified health coach Rachel Souza, we invite you to visit Whole Food Health Coach to set up your 60-minute healthy living assessment. Our award-winning three-phase program is changing lives. WorkWell is brought to you weekly and is dedicated to your personal and professional health and wellness. We offer examples from our lives, our health, marriage, family, and business. I want to share my research, my opinion, my faith, and bring you what I hope is compelling content, engaging challenges, and practical body, soul, and spirit support on your wellness journey. Work Well comes to you from my personal desire to live long and strong with passion and purpose, die of old age, and help others to do the same. Now from living rooms to boardrooms via Business Radio X, you are listening to Work Well with Stephanie Wolf. Well, let's do this today. I have Rachel Souza here with me, and we have a lot to share with our listening audience today. I'm super excited. If you've been listening to the podcast, you know that every week we have a theme of inspiration and information, and we use my CLEAN Concepts Individual Coaching Program. And the CLEAN acronym, if you've been listening, you know is representing character, lifestyle, exercise, attitude, and nutrition. So I encourage you as our listeners to challenge yourself, change something, improve something, let go of something, pick up something, start something, restart something, or at least begin a healthy self-dialogue all the fuel that you need for excitement and generating that movement forward towards your healthier life. So there's no time like the present, right, Rachel? That's right. No time like the present. (laughs) Especially the word present, right, this time of year. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. Exactly. Why don't you tell our listeners who might be curious about what a healthy living consult is? Yeah, um, actually, that is one of my favorite things to do in our practice because you really get a one-on-one. The classes are great. It's fun to be with a group of people and share information. But when you get to be one-on-one with someone, hear a little bit about their story, um, what they've done so far that that's worked, what they've tried in the past. And so we take a little look at that, where they've come from. Then we talk a little bit about where they are right now, maybe some of their struggles, some of the things they're trying to work on but aren't working so well, and we talk a little bit about that, and also the areas that they're doing well in and and where they're seeing success. And then we start talking about moving forward and the goals that they have and what changes can we make now that are gonna help them reach those goals. So it's a one hour, we send um, a little form for you to fill out ahead of time, just to get some information from you. And then we start talking a little bit about where you've been, where you are now, and where you're going, and how, as coaches, we can come alongside you and help you reach those goals. Perfect, perfect. I think there are a lot of people who have goals these time of year and wanna do some things different. They're waiting until that magical January date to do it. But if, if you're listening today, it's one of the things that we offer and it makes it so much more 
doable when you're doing it with somebody, especially someone who's educated and challenged themselves and maybe have made changes like you and I have and Mm -hmm. um, so that we can help others to do the same. That's why I say my goal is to live long and strong with passion and purpose and help others to do the same. And people used to tease me about my my byline, die of old age. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, well, I want to die of old age. I don't want to die of some dreaded disease or some kind of complications from illnesses that are preventable. So we kind of just check that out. And and then after that assessment, we do something that I've been talking about, the three-phase program and the individual coaching program. You want to share with our listeners? Well, I love the individual coaching program because, well, first of all, I did it as a client with you long before I was even a health coach and um, it was wonderful it really was the the three phases are designed to really help you where you are to bring the education that you need and the support that you need but kind of tailored to your specific needs and where Mm -hmm. you are and Mm -hmm. in that season I had just had a baby and um, so I was juggling you know getting back into a fitness routine and eating but making sure I was eating well because you know I was nurturing this little one and he needed to be healthy and he needed to grow healthy So as we um, go through the phases, we can really bring the education that we need, especially in phase phase one. There's a lot of education in phase one. And I loved phase one when I went through it as a client. And of course, I love teaching it now and, and coaching people. But I had always considered myself somewhat knowledgeable about health and wellness. And I learned so much in those first seven weeks. I learned new words. I learned new vocabulary. I learned terms that I had never heard of before, strategies that were so um, easy to put in place and also sustainable as well. And again, I was juggling a newborn and uh, um, older children and a husband and all that kind of stuff. Um, Very little sleep. It was very doable and sustainable. And that's what I loved. And then when you move on to phase two and you go just a little deeper into the body systems i really love that phase because it really shows the why behind everything Mm. which i think is so important um we can sit here and tell you all day you need to eat more vegetables you need to drink more water and so did your grandma and so did your mom and so did your teachers you know and still we don't drink enough water and don't eat enough vegetables (laughs) But when you really get to, let's say, in um, a sense, maybe dissect the body a little bit Mm -hmm. and look at what the lack of water does to, for example, your liver or your brain. I I just remember all the talks on the brain where I had never thought of taking care of my brain. Like it was just, you know, you think of the normal things, the heart, the liver, the kidneys. I had never really thought about taking care of my brain. So going into that in phase two is a lot of fun. And then phase three is really about that maintenance phase, making sure the things you've done so far really stick and you make them stick and um, maybe revisit some things that maybe you're still a little shaky on. So it's a great program. I went through it, like I said, as a client first, fell in love with it. Stephanie did a great job. It is well-developed, well-organized. Um, it's educational, it's fun, it's inspirational as well. And um, it, it's a great program to go through. 
Thank you, Rachel. I, I love that, too, because I, I'm one of those people that I can get in front of a 1,000 people, 100 people, or one person. And the one person, the one-on-one coaching is always just so enjoyable because it's a weekly event. So it's one hour once a week, and there's something different that they're working on during that week. So they're learning about it and then practicing it. Mm -hmm. So there's practical ways uh, that they are applying what they're learning. And then if they have any questions, they reach out to us. So it's kind of like I I say, let me be the funnel for the information, (laughs) at least for those seven weeks. And if you have questions, let's talk it through. Let's research some things. Let's get to the bottom of some of that. So thank you for that, Rachel. And we'll get back uh, on some of those things toward the end of our time together today. But I wanted to start today with a cute little story. (laughs) I love this little one. Um, The dentist and the four-year-old is what this is called. A shy little four-year-old came into the dentist for his first cleaning and checkup. The hygienist tried to strike a conversation with him, but no response. After the cleaning, the dentist was called in to do the final check. The dentist tried to strike up a conversation as well. How old are you? No response. The dentist then asked, do you know how old you are? Immediately, four tiny fingers went up. Oh, replied the dentist. And do you know how old that is? Four little fingers went up once again. Continuing the effort to get a response, the dentist asked, can you talk? The solemn little patient looked up at him and said, can you count? (laughs) (laughs) To show him those fingers. I love talking about kids. They're so special, and um, we're all about the family at Whole Food yes. Health Coach. So it's not just for moms. It's not just for dads. It's not just for the kids. We do have some things coming up for kids, though, and it's just fun to see parents and whole families lean in and get well. Yes, yes, and um, I'm actually right now working with a client that has little ones, and just each week as we get back on that session and she shares with me things like they ate carrots they not just ate carrots but they asked for carrots you know so that kind of stuff it's fun it's fun to work with the mom and help the mom because like I always say it's healthy me first healthy me healthy family healthy world so um, we work with the mom and then to see the the success and the the wins in the lives of the kids is really fun too awesome i i had the privilege of working with a dad first in a family which was something that's a little bit out of the ordinary i'm not saying it doesn't happen but and he had two sons and the boys really looked to dads you know for a little bit of example and we started seeing a lot of that happen too and actually a lot of times i get little pictures that the parents will send me look she's cutting you know her first whatever apple up or (laughs) something like that it's super fun well today we're going to be talking about gifts that keep on giving so it's going to be a little bit different we've actually spent the or going to be spending the month of december on the c and the l and the a of our clean program so we're talking about care how you take care of yourself and lifestyle how you live out what you say you care about so gifts that keep on giving if you were asked how many seasons there are in the calendar year, most people would say that there are four. four. <laughs> but it seems like there are five. Spring, summer, fall, winter, and the holiday season. So the fifth season runs from late November through January 1st. 
And those five or so weeks are filled with decking the halls and merrymaking gatherings, ugly sweater contests, which we're not going to be going to this weekend. <laughs> Sadly, I, we were invited to one and I got a couple of sweaters that I'm loving. I'll have to find a way to use them <laughs> a little bit later on. But jokes about wearing stretchy pants through the holiday always makes me a little scared for the person making that kind of a joke. And then making fun of those who enjoy, like I do, watching Hallmark Christmas movies. But it's a season that tempts a lot of us to eat ridiculous amounts of food, consume an exorbitant number of desserts, drink excessively, and spend unconscionable amounts of money on gifts and experience a dangerously inordinate amount of stress over all of it. So I don't need more stuff is what I keep telling everybody. I have a lot of stuff. My stuff I, I actually more stuff than any one person should ever have honestly my stuff has stuff in fact I get stuff to keep my stuff in or put my stuff on I buy stuff to maintain the stuff that I have and even stuff to protect the stuff that we have until I eventually give the stuff to someone else who likely doesn't even need more stuff so you get the point there's just so much going on this time of year and as Americans I learned that just on um, Cyber Monday alone Cyber Monday alone, that doesn't count all the Friday and the weekend and everything else, $11 billion were spent wow. on Americans, spent on shopping. Wow. And, you know, I get it. It's the gift-giving season. We're all thinking about those people that we love, um, and it's the, that season of the year when, in all honesty, I, I, you know, I think about it, but who do I really buy gifts for? And um, and Black Friday, Cyber Monday, Technology Tuesday, I mean, call it everything, you know, on the planet to try mm -hmm. to market what is for sale. And um, retail, it, it's a big thing. I mean, it's important. But I think that um, in the past years, I've really been concerned about purchasing gifts for people that I care about. And I care about a lot of people. So who gets a gift and who doesn't? And what gift do I give to those that make the cut? And who's going to get me a gift that maybe I might have forgotten about and didn't get a gift for? How much money do I have available to spend on them? And what can I get them that doesn't fall into the staggering statistics that I shared on an earlier podcast? And of course, if you missed that, here it is again, 53.1% of people report to receiving unwanted gifts during Christmas. $16 billion is wasted on unwanted gifts each year. 18% of gifts are never used by the person who receives them. And 4% are immediately thrown in the trash. <laughs> That's staggering. And, and it's really one, the one, one that concerns me most actually is the 16 billion that's wasted on unwanted gifts every single year, every single year. So I'm like, seriously, are you kidding me? What makes me so very sad though, especially when I think of where that money could be going, mm -hmm you know, give me just a tenth of those wasted dollars and I could put them to good use, couldn't you? Yes, yes, for sure. So given, um, I think giving to the less fortunate this time of year is something that we all think about and it's, it's certainly a great thing. But what I really love is giving throughout the year. I, uh, uh, we actually have several projects that we give through 
give to all year long. Maybe we'll do a little extra at Christmas just for something special. But we love sponsoring children all year long for Compassion International, and Mm. there's so many other great agencies like that. So I encourage people to continue to donate and to be charitable. Um, Church outreaches and synagogues and organizations that provide food and shelter and pay utility bills and all those things this time of year, right? Yeah, this one is actually, it kind of tugs at my heartstrings. Um, Fun fact about myself, I'm a missionary kid. (laughs) Um, I actually grew up in Brazil. My family moved there when I was six years old. And my parents were missionaries, but um, they taught us not to say that. We were missionaries. We Mm. were part of the team. We were missionaries just as much as they were, and we really took that to heart. So I usually don't say my parents are missionaries. I say we were missionaries. And um, I ended up falling in love with Brazil so much. I married a Brazilian. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, Ray. Uh, um, He goes by Ray here in the United States, but his name is Renato. And, um, And then my parents moved back my brother and sister moved back and i still stayed there for another a whole another 10 years my two older boys were born there but um i've been on the receiving end so oftentimes of those what we call charitable gifts um, maybe not just for me personally but being able to meet someone's needs mm-hmm. and um, being able to um you know just give because you've received a little extra you know and and being able to give I remember one particular Christmas season um I came home from school and our sofas were gone and um my dad had gone to visit a family that um had nowhere to sit in their home and so he decided he was going to give our sofas to them true story I came home there were no sofas and our sofas had gone to someone else and he promised my mom he'd buy her new sofas Um, eventually he did but for a season we watched movies um, sitting in these very hard wooden chairs but um, we had a little extra and so he wanted to give that extra and I thought it was cool that you mentioned Compassion International Um, there was actually a lady in our church in Brazil and um, she ended up having a miracle baby. She mm-hmm. was not supposed to have children. She had a miracle baby. And she named him Nicholas. And um, we asked her why she had named that. And um, as a child, she had been a sponsored child. Mm-hmm. And the American family that sponsored her had a son named Nicholas. Mm-hmm. And she said whenever she grew up, um, if she had a son, she was going to name him Nicholas. Mm-hmm. So um, on this topic of of gifts that keep on giving I think of this lovely lady her name was Marisa and um, little Nicholas he's not so little anymore but um, just that family had invested in her loved on her she came to know the Lord she came to have a different perspective on what she could do and be in life and so Nicholas has a very different life because she was sponsored as a child Wow, thank you for sharing that. I love hearing those stories because we've been sponsoring this, well, couple of the kids um, that we've sponsored have um, aged out of the program. So when they were like 22 and, and then we just 
took on new ones and we write back and forth so we get a chance to communicate with them as well and I think they appreciate the letters almost as much as they appreciate the funds yes that come yes. you know just knowing that somebody's out there that cares about them and we share our life and they share their life so that's just one of the things but I want to talk about gratitude for a minute because mm-hmm. that's kind of what you were talking about the way your dad um, lived his life sounds like the kind of life I'm talking about today or that we're talking about with giving gifts that keep on giving and that ripple effect is beautiful so um, you know if we're truly grateful for what we have we live a healthier life actually the fact is that science proves that grateful people are more generous and um, the neuroscientists actually have found that grateful people show greater sensitivity in the medial prefrontal cortex which is the area of the brain associated with learning and decision making they actually clear more clear thinking and um, and better decision making people and these findings suggest that the more grateful a person feels the more they're able to express gratitude and the, the more they live in that. And this could shed some light on what psychologists have discovered in that the most generous people are not necessarily the most wealthy. They are the most grateful. Mm-hmm. And it's proven over and over and over all the time. So give the gift of time and give the gift of attention. And there's so much more that we can talk about. But reach, research the charities um, that are out there and certainly support them. And this time of year is a great time to do that. But remember, those needs are there all year long, not just during the Christmas season. And I appreciate tax write-offs and things like that, just like anybody else does. And this is the time of year to think about it. But sometimes it's just about the everyday thing Mm -hmm. that we do that makes a difference and really adds value to other people. So we can find joy in more valuable ways, like sharing a meal together or an experience like... Um, you know, I, we did with our granddaughter rock, rock climbing. You know, I could have, we could have gotten her a big gift or something that she would get tired of eventually, but we all went rock climbing together. Or working a puzzle as a family like we did at Thanksgiving, playing a board game or a card game with your family, taking a class together. My husband and I actually took a glass blowing class <laughs> together. That was at his um, request. It was something I had never thought about doing before, but it was pretty exciting and I have a nice vase to prove it. And, um, and, cur- and certainly serving the needy at this mm-hmm. time, um, this time of year. We used to do something called Socket to the Homeless um, from our church, and it was where we would collect socks and mittens and scarves and um, put them in a great big bin and take them downtown. Yeah, I love this topic um, of the gift of time. Um, if you've ever heard of or ever done the, the five love languages, my number one is time quality time and number two is physical touch but um so I do I prefer to spend time with people and do things with people and even just have a cup of coffee together and or share a meal together um those definitely are my most precious memories and um I do remember a couple times getting as a child a gift that like I really wanted like really badly and so that's kind of memorable when you get that but for the most part I don't remember what I got but I do have the fondest memories of you know baking cookies with my mom the night we decorate the tree together and you know just all that those kind of things and um, particularly today 
I have a friend that's watching Lucas for me while I'm here. Um, I need all the help I can get occasionally (laughs) since I don't have any family that lives in Georgia right now. And um, so we are going to give each other the gift of time this afternoon and we're going to go have coffee together. And that's how I'm going to repay her for watching Lucas for me while I'm here at the broadcast. But yeah, gift of time is a special one. And it's um, it's actually more expensive than anything you can buy. Right. Wow. Because time is something that is so precious Mm -hmm. and priceless and you can never get it back. And so when you give someone the gift of time, you've given them a very precious part of you. And that is more precious than anything you could ever buy. I love that. I've done a couple of those kind of things this year. I felt like the Lord kind of challenged me this year instead of spending you know, money and buying gifts and things that I would give the gift of time. So I baked breads and given it out to people that we love. And I've definitely had some luncheons where I've invited some people in and cooked a meal and then sat down with them to enjoy the time together. I've done that twice. And those are some some things that I think like you said people really see it differently because especially these days because we are so busy and when it comes to gift giving there are so many I mean there are so many words that I could um, put on you know in our thought process but here's some gifts that keep on giving that you can give to those that might be on your list this year and not just at this holiday season again I'm saying this these are things that happen all the time our character remember how we care about ourselves and others and living that out because we can always say we want to spend time with somebody or I should call somebody or I should take this person out or whatever but the shoulds don't necessarily make it so and making that call and and reaching out to someone shows them that you care about them it's just taking a moment a lot I a lot of times text I'll send a scripture or send a prayer and my friends do the same with me you and I've shared those yes. same kind of things back <laughs> and forth and it's it it's a quick way of saying hey I haven't forgotten about you I know what you're going through and I'm here for you and even if it's only that but sometimes I just need to make a phone call um, one of the people who is in my world has just um, gotten certified as a health coach and um, so today I wanted to take a minute just to reach out and say congratulations she's gotten her certified health coach um, status after um, passing her exam yesterday. So those are some things that I'm talking about that hopefully this year we can be an example for. And um, and one of the uh, areas, I actually did like a top 10. So I have the top 10 everything, right? Every, yes. Everything you ever <laughs> see about what I do, there's always a top 10. But the top 10, um, I chose appreciation, thankfulness, gratitude. Um, because I think appreciation is something that's <laughs> completely under underrated mm-hmm. you know as far as un- underutilized even communicating personal positive feelings of gratefulness with words and attitude and I think our face says a lot too expressions mm-hmm. and smiles and all of those things that you know but it can also say shock and mm-hmm. awe and and how dare you and you know some of that kind of thing and we get that a lot so I'd love to just smile at people and encourage them and thank them and just be grateful for what they're doing um, we want that these mm-hmm. are the top 10 things we need so it's like you know giving the gifts that you need um, to someone else just know they need them too 
right? And then encouragement, of course. Encouragement means urging forward and positively persuading toward a goal. We do that all the time in our coaching. (laughs) Oh, yes. (laughs) Whether it's our classes and just educating and informing, but also inspiring and motivating. And sometimes that's all they need is just somebody to believe in them, just somebody to say, hey, we got this. Let's do it together. I can, I'm here for you. And then acceptance, Mm -hmm. deliberate and ready reception with favorable, positive response. And again, there's, we all worry. It's like, am I going to be accepted? Is this going to, is this okay? You know, and, and um, so we've all got those fears or those inadequacies or those insecurities and we need acceptance. Well, so does the next person. And, um, and then forgiveness, forgiveness means to grant pardon for or remission of something cease to demand the penalty for to cease to blame or feel resentment against release from debt Mm -hmm. forgiveness is something that i think is one of those that is overlooked a lot just because we'd rather move on we just put that behind us and oh you know i don't need that person in my life anymore you know and move on i've got other friends or there's other fish in the sea or whatever it might be and i think forgiveness is something that frees us Mm -hmm. it helps us to feel the feelings of the good feelings the Mm -hmm. good um, healthy emotional feelings Mm -hmm. and then attention Um, that means to take thought of another convey genuine interest and support and as a coach that's something that is required of us is listening and really paying attention to what our clients are saying and what they need maybe sometimes even what they're not saying what you see between Um, between the lines reading between the lines and then comfort to come alongside with word feeling and thought give consolation with tenderness and empathy certainly respect to value and convey worth regarding the feelings wishes rights and traditions of others respecting one another and caring for each other and hearing each other's side of the story and um, respecting both sides or all sides and then patience is number eight to calmly endure (laughs) this sounds like it's painful (laughs) in some ways but tolerate without getting angry or upset and give grace Mm -hmm. certainly Support, I mentioned, means to come alongside and gently help carry a load. Mm. And the last one is cooperation, to operate together for a common purpose or mutual benefit. And I could talk all, I mean, we could talk all the time, um, you know, this entire time Mm -hmm. on how we use these in our coaching practice because these are all a part of what we do. But we're talking to listeners who aren't coaches. So how do we utilize these just in our everyday life? And I'm certainly open to hearing you (laughs) and your stories about these things. Well, as you were reading them, one that really stood out to me was number four, forgiveness. Um, I am very proud of my family. I think I have a wonderful family. Um, Right now, we're four living generations um, that coexist together (laughs) and um my my dad's an only child and then he had three kids and then we all got married and had our own kids 
And um, my grandmother, just a few years back um, during one Christmas, actually said, this was much easier when you were all little and we just told you what to do, you know, (laughs) because as we get older, now we all have our opinions and our own traditions and how we want to do things. But um, we are a very close knit family. Um, We love each other deeply. Um, My siblings are my best friends. And so are their spouses, interestingly. And um, but this year, I sent out a little message on our family thread um, on Thanksgiving. And this was what I thanked my family for. I thanked them for being a forgiving family because we all mess up. We all make mistakes. We hurt each other. Um, you know, we know way too well how to push each other's buttons. We know <laughs> very well the monster inside of each other. They actually, we give them nicknames. The, the little monster that's inside your sibling, you know, has a little nickname. It's a little this or little that, you know. And, um, but um, the joy and the companionship and the friendship that I have with my grandparents, my mom and dad, my siblings, the in-laws, my nieces and nephews, my own children. I have an adult child now, which is hard to say, but it's only been possible because we've been willing to forgive each other Mm -hmm. because there have been plenty of opportunities that we could have walked away from each other. We could have turned our backs on each other, Mm -hmm. but we've chosen to forgive. And I think, um, I think that's a great gift. And I think the sometimes the sentimentality of the holiday season and reliving certain memories is a great opportunity to pause and first think you know is there something i need to ask forgiveness for is you know and and is there some place some area some moment that that maybe i messed up and i need to ask for forgiveness or and then also is there some situation that i need to just let go of and free that person and free myself like you said I completely I think the benefits of forgiveness are more on the forgiver even than the forgiven and um so uh, that one really jumped out at me as as you were speaking I love that thank you Rachel so these are the gifts that keep on giving and can be given anytime throughout the year you don't have to wait for a sale because (laughs) they can't be bought and they're truly a one-size-fits-all they never wear out they never go out of date or out of style and best of all they're perfect for every age group every gender every race they don't need batteries and no assembly required (laughs) we can laugh about those kind of things but it's so true because we're spending so much time thinking about these things tangible that we can give to each other and there's so many things that we can give to each other all day every day and throughout the year so these gifts bring even greater joy when they're returned actually or re-gifted so when you give someone mm-hmm. respect then typically you're going to get respect back if you are there to support someone then people support you so we can re-gift those all the time and they're they're really the only gifts that are guaranteed to be perfect for mm-hmm. everyone and will be just what they've always wanted right Right. and even um, you don't even have to cut 
uh, your own gift giving list down like I was teasing about early who makes the cut because mm-hmm. anybody and everybody can afford these gifts and give them to everybody so you don't have to be limiting um, with them and our world our country our schools our families our marriages mm-hmm desperately need an abundance of these gifts, right? So you can change the world with valuable and timeless gifts like these. So give generously this season and through the years ahead. And when we talk about character, I love this little story, um, a character like this. A man was watching an 80-year-old neighbor planting a small peach tree. He inquired of him as follows. You don't expect to eat peaches from that tree, do you? The old man um, thought about it and rested on his spade. He said, no, at my age, I know I won't. But all my life, I've enjoyed peaches. Never from a tree I planted. I'm just trying to pay the other fellows who planted the trees for me. Isn't that cool? Mm -hmm. It's just that, that other's mindset instead of, you know, just all about me. And I love to do takeaways with our listeners and give you all some challenges. And um, so I've got some tips for you today. And our goal for the end of this year and through the rest of this year, and hopefully (laughs) forever and ever, you'll work on giving these gifts. But this year, I will focus on giving gifts that keep on giving. The first step is... Um, give gifts that of attention and appreciation verbalize it in person by phone or virtually even if it's just a zoom or a um, facetime or whatever uh, you use and then you can also memorialize it by sending a special letter to somebody we don't do that anymore even Mm -hmm. cards and gift giving might be just a picture and a merry christmas happy new year that's already pre-written on it And then step two might be to give gifts of kindness and service. Um, You can stay active that way, even with your exercise and those things (laughs) through the holidays, right? We can shovel our neighbors' um, driveways or walks. Well, not so much here in Georgia. I feel I'm in Georgia. It's actually (laughs) 70 degrees today. 74 (laughs) driving in. So, um, but the northerners, I came from Indiana, so our northerners definitely are experiencing something a little different. But... You can carry groceries in for a senior in your world or clean somebody's house. The the shut-ins need some service sometimes. And it's just an active way of doing something. It doesn't cost you anything but time, like we talked about. And then gives gifts of support and encouragement with an abundance of patience and forgiveness, like we mentioned. And it's it's that time of the year to forgive and move past the petty things that separate us. And uh, Rachel gave a great example of that in her family. And I'm just appreciating. Um, all of those things in my family as well and then the last one I think is the most important one and it's to give the gift of time to those you love because time is something that you can't get back you can't get time back and if you don't believe me just think of the song Till You Can't by Cody Johnson If you got a chance take it Makes me want to sing along, but I better not because I can't sing that one. So, but thank you, Cody Johnson, for that. Well, you've been listening to Work Well with Stephanie Wolf and Rachel Souza, brought to you by the Whole Food Health Coach, where we make your goals 
our goals and you're never alone on your wellness journey. If you're new to this program, I invite you to listen to our uh, podcasts on your favorite podcast channel and it's easy to get caught up. So we do hope you'll subscribe so that we can work together one week at a time. For information about upcoming virtual events or our individual coaching programs and healthy living assessments, go to wholefoodhealthcoach.com. Our coaching is done virtually anywhere in the world. I'm Stephanie Wolf. I'm Rachel Souza. Wishing you well personally and professionally. See you next week live or on your favorite podcast channel. Until then, choose life. We'll be right back.